Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday out there. Uh, we're going to continue breaking down uh, some of the things happening on the uh, nominee for the Democratic presidential candidate uh, and some upcoming debates. Uh, but I want to open up the uh, text line here for a minute. <laughs> uh, earlier in the program, when we were talking with Jim Ryan, we, we talked about the fact that not long after we had put a man on the moon, uh, a saying was invented. We can put a man on the moon, but... And then you can insert whatever you want in there. (laughs) And so we're going to let you do that because one of our texters (laughs) texted in and says, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't figure out how to create a good nose hair trimmer. (laughs) So that's sort of the standard we're going to start with. So if you want to weigh in, we can put a man on the moon, but what can't we do? Fill in the blank. Uh, Send it in on the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, give us your saying. We can put a man on the moon, but fill in the blank. And uh, we'll get to some of those uh, here in just a minute as, as we move along. All right. So last night in the uh, ultimate of game show host performances, uh, CNN did a, a little bit of a drawing. Uh, there was a, a lot of ridicule, I will admit, uh, on social media about how this thing went down because it was sort of a two-part, three-part draw. They had the uh, each of the uh, 22, uh, 23 candidates uh, were dispersed into three different buckets, and then you had uh, which night of the program and where they'd stand on the stage and. They were drawing and matching things out. It, it really did look like a really bad, really complicated game show. Uh, not that I think any other network could have done it any better if you're going to host a draw, <laughs> whether that's on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or anyone in between. It's just a bad idea. Just tell us who's going to be on the debate stage and where they're going to stand. Uh, let's not turn uh, that part of the program uh, into a circus. We've, we've already been uh, starting in 2016 with these large fields of candidates. Uh, we get to see the circus in the actual debate. We don't need to create a side circus to set up the actual debate. Uh, so once the cards were all drawn, again, there's two nights of debates starting next week, July 30th and 31st. These will be on CNN. Uh, I do think they've got some good moderators there in terms of uh, how they're going to try to do this. And they are going to try to push to policy, which I applaud CNN for uh, making that as a, you know, putting a flag in the ground in terms of this is where we want the debate to go. Uh, I do think one of the challenges for the moderators, which is always a difficult job, uh, you have a number of these candidates this is their last shot to be on a debate stage because the rules are going to be changed for the September debates. And so where today, uh, excuse me, where next week you're going to have two nights of debate with 10 candidates on the stage each night in September, you are likely to only have one debate 
with maybe eight candidates. So there are a, a number of these folks who are going to have to swing big. And swinging big by candidates means a very long night for the moderator. So I, I hope the uh, folks at CNN are uh, getting their game plan together in terms of how they're going to rein it in and, and keep everything going. So let's give you the lineups real quick. On July 30th, uh, the candidates on the stage will be Bullock, Buttigieg, Delaney, Hickenlooper, Klobuchar, O'Rourke, Ryan, Sanders, Warren, and Williamson. And that's just alphabetical. We'll talk about where they're standing uh, in just a minute. And then on July 31st, the second night of debates on CNN, you'll have Senator Bennett, former Vice President Biden, Senator Booker. Uh, you'll have Castro, de Blasio, Gabbard, Gillibrand, Harris, Inslee, and Yang. Uh, so those are the uh, the lineups for the, the two nights. And it, it's interesting to look at uh, where the candidates will be standing. Again, knowing, knowing that some of these candidates are going to have to swing and swing big in order to get some kind of traction and some kind of momentum out there, uh, it will be very interesting. Uh, I love the fact that on the first night, you're going to have uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren in the center of the stage. So they will go toe-to-toe with uh, that will be the plan fest. Uh, those two are very focused on their specific plans. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is, I got a plan for that. Uh, that's a, a real big part of her campaign. Uh, but she and Bernie Sanders kind of ebb and flow off of each other a little bit in terms of uh, a lot of big government programs and big government spending. So I, I think that will be very interesting to watch in terms of uh, how that plays out. And then you'll have uh, just outside of uh, Warren and uh, Bernie Sanders, you'll have uh, Beto O'Rourke and uh, Mayor Pete uh, Buttigieg. Uh, so that gives you a really interesting of the center of the stage. Uh, I think the person who's really got to swing big uh, is going to be Amy Klobuchar. We were just talking about some of her campaign spending, uh, I would say misspending, uh, in terms of a focus and an agenda item. Hard to own, hard to own uh, specific agenda items with 23 people. Uh, but she's got to do better than just dark money in politics. I think we all agree that's a problem. It needs to be dealt with, uh, but it's a really tough way to launch a presidential campaign. So that's a, that's a tough one. So that's night number one. Night number two, uh, this is where I think you're going to see a lot of fireworks going on because you've got Joe Biden in the middle of the stage uh, who had a rough and rocky first debate for sure, was definitely flat-footed. Reminded me a lot of Jeb Bush in 2016 was flat, overconfident, uh, not uh, sharp in terms of message or style uh, and came across very apologetic, very low energy, as uh, the president labeled uh, Jeb Bush then and and Joe Biden now. Uh, So I think that's going to be interesting to watch. And then flanking Joe Biden, you will have Senator Cory Booker to his right and Senator Kamala Harris to his left. Uh, So that's going to be very interesting, especially given the dynamics of race and uh, Joe Biden's response to a lot of of his interaction uh, and his explanation for his actions, both as vice president and also early on in his career uh, in terms of interacting with some of those that were more segregationalist uh, and uh, just the way he was very flat about that. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, you also have uh, Juan Castro, and then Mr. Yang will be just outside of that. So, uh, again, a very interesting debate stage uh, as you look at these two nights coming up on the uh, 30th and 31st of January. And as I said before, 
this is going to be a big swing for a lot of these folks, and CNN moderators had better be ready. <laughs> They're going to have to have a loud bell and possibly a big hook uh, to keep some of this from, from getting out of control because, as I said before, the Democratic National Party is going to change the rules when they get to September. They're hoping to cull it down to about eight candidates on one stage one night as opposed to 20 candidates, uh, 10 on a, a stage over two nights. So it'll be a, a really interesting battle to to watch there as we move it all forward. All right, that'll wrap up our presidential politics for the week. Uh, that will do that. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, what's going to go on in Detroit this weekend uh, with a little bit of presidential politics in there, I guess. A lot of the candidates will be there in Detroit for the NAACP event. We'll talk about that. And then later on this hour, just as we wrap up today, we'll be joined by Washington Post columnist Megan McCardle has a new piece out that you're going to love. Don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson on ASL.